Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. It's how we learn and now it's your turn. Let's get Welcome to the University of Adversity. Hey, everybody. Just a quick update for you, all my loyal listeners. Some of you have wondered where I disappeared to on Instagram. My Instagram account was hacked. So I built a new Instagram account. The link will be in the show notes, but I just didn't want to leave you guys high and dry like I just disappeared. Yeah, the, the account was taken a couple days ago, and I just thought, might as well make a new account, start fresh. I may get the other account back. I may not, but I appreciate all of you and I want to be transparent with you and let you know that I have a new account. So please go follow that. It's Lance, L-A-N-C-E dot E-S-S-I-H-O-S, Lance dot E-C-O-S on Instagram. And yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to, I'm going to start, I'm going to do something different on this one have show more of my lifestyle, have a lot of podcasts, but I don't want it to be fully podcast focused. And I have a video as my first post kind of explaining that. So please go in, follow. I really appreciate you guys, all your support and share this with whoever needs to know. So thank you very much. Follow me on Instagram. Enjoy the episode, everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. Super grateful to have you guys here today. If you're new here, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you guys haven't already, make sure you smash that subscribe button. And at the end of this, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Share it with a friend. All of that matters to help grow the show. I really appreciate you guys. So today's guest, he is the founder of the Man That Can Project, a business driven by creating conversations providing tools, providing coaching and workshops to help men live with more confidence and purpose. My next guest grew up in a small town on the east coast of Australia called Toowoomba. And believe it or not, I've heard of that town because I lived in Australia. One of my ex-girlfriends that I met while I was right there in the beginning, she had worked there, I believe, in a bit. So I remember that name, which is pretty, pretty hilarious. And we get into that. So from there... His goal was to be a professional athlete. He played semi-professional rugby in France. And after his retirement, his mental health declined. And he suffered from the loss of identity. This happens a lot with people in sports and athletes. And you become this thing for so long and then you're not anymore. And it's really hard. It happened to me as well. So really, really powerful story. And then he said for the past five years, he's been working on himself and sharing his journey online, which has allowed him to create a trusted brand. Now, my guest's name is Lachlan Stewart. Awesome guy. He's the real deal, you know? Like, we, we connected actually on Facebook, I think, a couple years ago. And because I was living in Australia, somehow we connected. And uh, I was doing my direct selling business back then and, and online marketing. And I think I tried to approach him about that. But then we ended up just, you know, you, you, it's funny how you don't talk to somebody for a while and then you kind of see them grow online and you kind of see what they're up to. And, you know, I did the podcast and he's doing his thing. And, and yeah, we just, we just connected and I had him on the show. And we had a great conversation and I think you guys will get a lot out of this. 
because I think it's really important for us specifically as men or women too, but I think men really suffer from this sort of, I don't know, this over-masculine identity. And I think that a lot of us think it's, it's, it's actually strength to hold things in and to be strong and to not show weakness. And we think that being vulnerable and opening up is, is weakness. And we, we don't think is that a strength. And I, I want to change the perspective on that. And this conversation, we talked about that, about how important it is to be vulnerable and to be, to care about your story and to not think that's weakness by sharing it. Right. So, and what happens is a lot of times when you're an athlete, you get put into this box and then when things end, you don't know what to do. And I went through the same thing when I finished playing hockey or ice hockey, as they call it in uh, Australia, you, you know, you're expected to do this thing and make this, make it pro. And then you don't, and then you don't know what to do. And that's all, you know, so we get into this in the conversation. You guys are going to like this one. He's a really likable guy and make sure that you guys check him out after because he's, he's awesome. So Lachlan Stewart coming right up, ladies and gentlemen. Lockie, welcome to the show, brother. <laughs> Thanks for having me, mate. I'm excited. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. I, I remember we connected when I, I, I think I was still in Australia and I was, yeah, I've always, I've liked what you've, what you've been up to. And obviously you're in great shape and I've seen some of your workouts and like you're a beast in CrossFit doing all that shit. So I was like, man, this guy, and, and I really love your, your energy. You know, I, I've, I've always liked that. Even though we never met in person, I've always kind of followed your journey. And it's always a really, you, you, you bring in that, that great, that light, you know, you can tell people are just, the message isn't, isn't this like, I don't know, sometimes people on Facebook, man, there's this weird, almost making people feel bad kind of vibe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Doing, but like some people, there's like genuine, like you, you feel uplifted after their content, you see it. So I appreciate that, bro. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. And I'm glad that's how it's, how it's received because I definitely don't want to be the guy who tries to guilt people into changing, right? Yeah. I just, it doesn't feel right for me. So it's definitely it's, not... I'm the same, man. I'm like, I want to, you want to, you want to help people feel better than they did before. You know, it's, and if you want somebody to do something, it's like, show them how you have done it and show the inspiration of it. And, and, and I find that to be the best way, you know, like, and people are on their own timeline. They'll, they'll come around when it's time. Exactly. You know, like it's, it's, it's tr true because I was talking to a mate the other day about it. I was like, there's always, the the textbook way to fix things right where it's it's super simple it's like you you you're here and you want to get to here so do it like but we all know in life and in reality that's not the the case like going from here to here there is all kinds of things happening and emotional yeah. roller coasters and obstacles and setbacks that they don't prep you for in the textbooks yeah so when when i try to share my experiences or how I've got from A to B. I try to be as honest as possible because I know it wasn't like, it hasn't been, it's still not easy to this day. And we were oh. talking about it before, just in obstacles of business, even that it would be awesome to just like people go, the man that can project has blown up. I'm like, it has, but I started this six years ago, man. And like yeah. behind the scenes, I'm sometimes pulling my hair out and going crazy. 
but I try to share all the emotions, how I was thinking in a certain point of time when the self-doubt kicked back in, the support I had to reach out for, and that's ongoing. It's not yeah. as simple as start a business and you've made it, man. But, you know, to be honest, bro, saying that you've been in it six years would be more attractive for me if I wanted to join your, you know, your, your tribe or whatever because of that. Because you've yeah. put that work in. It's not just like, oh, I just started three months ago, which is fine. Everybody's on their different level. Yeah. But like you've, you've shown that you put in the time and that people, people like that, right? People, people respect that because there's, there's so many people, you know, the shiny, shiny object syndrome, they jump mm -hmm. from thing to thing. And it's really rare these days for somebody to stay involved in a project for, for five, six yeah. years, man. It's, I, I consider myself lucky and you, you're right. I think it's awesome that, and especially in the space that I'm in, in the, in the men's health or I guess the coaching space, yeah. it's such a fast growing industry, which is awesome because I, I think everyone's got value to add and offer to people's lives. But it's also the downside of that is it, it is that shiny disco ball thing because it's, it's almost like personal trainers were in Australia. I don't know what they were like in, in the States, but it, you know, 10 years ago, I was like that, that, profession which you could do and have this amazing lifestyle right mm. and that's what a lot of people because a lot of coaches come to me and go can I just pick your brain for a bit and do this and do that and then they don't realize how much goes into it and like the the back work that I've put in over the six years I haven't just decided to be a coach like I've only labeled myself as a coach probably in the last two years but prior to that I was like I don't want to be a coach because of that that I didn't want to be the guy chasing the shiny disco balls and looking for this mm. easy thing but I've always in everything that I've ever done even when I was playing rugby and all that sort of stuff was I was always drawn back to mental health because it's been something that's been in my life for such a long time so right and and I may not be in this space for the rest of my life I don't I don't know what that holds because I think as I continue to learn more about myself and get opportunities and or have setbacks like things will change so I'm not saying I'll be here forever but I want to create a brand and a business that is yeah yeah. which is exciting. That's, that is really exciting. So let's, let's circle back a little bit, man. I know you're an athlete. You played semi-pro rugby in France. Is France, right? Yeah, yeah um, France. So we're, you know, we both, I was a hockey, ice hockey player to the Aussies because there's a differentiating. Yeah, there is, um, man. <laughs> you know, so, so I, you know, I love this topic. Mental health is so important. You know, it's had a big impact in my own life, my family's life. You know, I talk about it all the time and it's so, so important. So, I commend you for, for exploring this, this avenue and, and really doing what you're doing. But before kind of unpacking what it is you do, I always kind of like to get some insight into how you even got involved in this stuff. Like you grew up in Toowoomba, which is a little town in Australia. I've never been, but one of my ex-girlfriends used to talk about it. She lived there for a bit. And no it was way. Like a tiny, <laughs> tiny town. I just, it's funny because there's so many towns in Australia and Toowoomba was the one I reckon. I was like, holy shit. I remember. Like my ex-girlfriend, Andrea, we're friends now. I haven't talked to her in a while, but she was like, she was used to talk about Toowoomba. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, this is, this is hilarious. Hey, that is unbelievable. Yeah, man. So walk us through a bit of your, uh, your childhood, man. Obviously you came from, you know, an athletic background and I always love to hear kind of how this all started. Yeah. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm, it's crazy that you've heard of Toowoomba because everyone's like, yeah. even people in Brisbane where I live now, like where's Toowoomba? And it's like yeah. three hours away, two hours yeah, away. It's crazy. Yeah, so for me, I was fortunate to to grow up. So I grew up in Toowoomba, and we all have always lived on like a biggish sort of 
bit of land. So I was always outdoors and active as a kid. And uh, my mother, she grew up on a property and they still have the family property, which is, you know, 3,000 acres. So every holidays we'd be going between Gundawindi and, and the, the family property down there and then Toowoomba. So, you know, if I wasn't riding bikes or motorbikes, I was climbing trees and swimming in dams. And I was developing all these skills at, and running a lot, which, you know, piqued my interest and I just frothed on sport. I loved it. Absolutely loved being outdoors in nature. It was like that one time where I could just be free, even though most kids are, but it was that one time where I really felt good. And when I was 10 years old, that was when I, you know, they start sort of like the competitive level sport in Australia. So for me, I made the state team, sorry, the, the representative team. And that's when mum, everyone was like, you're going to be a good runner now. You're going to be awesome. So I started listening to everything everyone was saying. And I, you know, got a running coach and it just took off and I, you know, ended up winning state titles and making the state team and all of that sort of stuff and placing in the top, top three at the, like the national level, which was awesome. And along the way, you know, that stemmed out to cross country, to 800s, to 400s, to 15. I just, I was just doing everything. I was excited about it. And then throughout that process was like, because I didn't want to just do one thing. I was skateboarding, I was surfing, I was doing everything. And uh, then I went hit high school and high school for me was that that transition period was really really scary and it was something that whenever I talk about it, it still makes me feel uneasy in the stomach because all my best mates went to a different school and I was supposed to go to this school and I was fortunate enough to get scholarships at a few schools around so mum made me go through the process of checking them all out and there was one school in particular that I went to and I was just like there's you know it was called back then it was like if you go to this school you're a gay boy so all the boys were saying this and I was like, I'm not gay, but this school is phenomenal, man. Like it's like a prestige school. And it was right up to the second last minute that I was just like, I'm going to this school with the boys. And then I was just sitting on the stairs and I was like, nah, mom, I'm going to grandma. Like, just let's do it. And I didn't tell anyone, like I didn't tell any of my mates. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to Downlands, going to the school. And then eventually it happened obviously. And you know, I got bullied, but everyone got over it through that transition. I was, you know, still really successful in, in running, but a lot of the guys that I sort of gravitate, gravitated to, and because it was a really predominantly rugby school, I sort of got back into the rugby thing and my goal became, right, I want to be the best rugby player now because I want to, I want to, I want people to recognize me. I want to feel like one of the boys because I used to get bullied because one, I was a skinny little runner and two, I was a skateboarder. So they called me a skeg and <laughs> all this sort of stuff like man Aussies, so man. yeah everybody's I, so, cruel there sometimes man right it was so i couldn't i i started going away from who i was and just started going right well in order for me to not get picked on and sort of be cool and all that sort of stuff i need to become the rugby guy and that's when i started building my first identity and i ended up you know getting really good at rugby i was in the i think i was in the b team in 13 b a in 14 year olds and 15s I hit the A's then I went to the the 16s but then also played some games in the the top level grade and then did all did all that sort of stuff and throughout that time like you know obviously there's various other things I implemented into my personality that I didn't probably feel good about and it just built up the character of who I was at that point and that one of the things that I did was stop running because everyone was like you know I was still winning all of these you know incredible races without any training but I was just like no nah, I'm a rugby player and everyone was like my coaches were like come on just what about this and I was like just 
fuck off, leave me alone. Like yeah. I just want to be a rugby player. And after school, you know, I was fortunate to to go play rugby. I went over to France and played. And it sort of took me on this journey of self discovery because from from that I from what I was trying to create for myself, I was like, if I can be someone, and for whatever reason, I didn't think I could be it as a runner because I still got bullied. But as a rugby player over here, people respect you. And especially in Toowoomba where I, where I grew up, it's like a really rugby dominant town. I was like, if I can make it, maybe I won't get bullied. Maybe all the girls will love me. And I just had this idea of who I would become. Meanwhile, you know, when I got to France, it wasn't like that. You know, I was so lonely. Couldn't speak French. There was oh, a couple of guys who could speak French. It's a tough country if you can't speak the language, man. Right. So my, my day, everyone thought I was living this unreal life, but I was literally sitting in my room. I'd go to training. I'd watch YouTube. I'd Skype some people at home and then I'd do it all again. I was so miserable, but it made me start questioning who I was because that's, that's sort of the sport side of things in, in that journey. You know, I'd been in a long-term relationship with a girl um, for six, seven years and she'd broken up with me, which was one of the main reasons why I was like, I need to get out of the country. And that's why France was an option for me because I just wanted to run away. I didn't know how to deal with, with that heartache, I guess. And my, my response at that time and had always been that until a certain point was aggression was drinking excessively was using recreational drugs uh, that was how I coped with things so I sort of took it one step further and essentially ran away like not many people know that's why I went everyone was like oh he's chasing the footy I was just like I fucking need to get away I can't yeah. I can't see these people at the moment like I don't I don't know what I'll do so I I ran away and uh ran away I moved away and then when I came back for two weeks, it was cool. Like everyone was like, man, you've been living this incredible lifestyle. You've been in France, like and the yeah. girls love me, the guys love me. So I was like, right, I'm, I've, I've ticked that box. Mm-hmm. And then uh, two weeks after that, everyone went back to work and forgot about me. And then that's when it really went, because the sport was done. The, it really set in that I had no idea who the hell I was. Like I was just like, I'm not young anymore, even though I was young, but I was, I was like 20, 23 and I was like, yeah. I'm not young anymore. I can't go pro. Like I'm stuck here. Like what, what's it going to be? And I did what I normally did and I hit the drugs really hard, hit the uh, alcohol really hard. And just that was, that became what I did for a long, long, long time for what I mean by that. For me, that was nine, nine, ten months. And I had like that, that rock bottom moment, like my life was terrible. And I know a lot of blokes and people in general can relate to, you know, you wake up feeling like just that empty feeling where you know, there's something better you oh, could yeah. be doing, yeah. but you're just stuck in the rut. Right. It, it's, I still remember one day sitting in a gutter and I just cheated on my partner, like not the, my previous partner. And I was sitting there and I was just like, why the fuck does this keep happening to me? Like, why do I keep doing this? I know this is not the kind of guy I am. Like, if I feel guilty about it now, like, why? Mm. I started asking all myself questions, but then, you know, got distracted by the boys going, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, validating that behavior. So I never got to fully answer those questions for myself. And it wasn't until uh, the middle of 20 or the start of 2014 where I had that rock bottom period that I was like, I'm done. Like, this, this, this can't happen anymore. And I went to Brisbane, which, you know, two hours away, I, I drove to Brisbane. And I was like, my intention was like, I'm not drinking anymore. It's done. 
caught up with a good mate who I hadn't seen for a while and I, I went, yeah, I went back at it, but it was the best thing that ever happened for me was because I met my now partner who we've been together for nearly six years. And that for me was almost like my second chance in, in a way, because she knew none of my past at the time. She knew none of my friends. She didn't know who I was. So I was like, maybe this is the girl that can, you know, I needed at that time to help me change myself because I wasn't strong enough in myself to realize what that was like. So from, from then it was like, whenever the boys wanted to go drinking or I was in that scene, I was like, no, nah, I've got a, got a date or I got this. And I just leveraged that, which sounds bad, but it's what I needed. And that then flowed into me starting to do um, 16 week fitness challenges. Cause when, when the boys like, come on, mate, you can't always be going on a date. I was like, yeah, well, I'm doing a fitness challenge now. I can't drink. Mm. And I just leveraged this. Meanwhile, in the background, I'm reading books. I'm going to personal development seminars and I'm really starting to understand myself a lot more, mm. which, you know, I'm so grateful for all the shit that happened in my life, but I'm also so grateful for having a, or being able to re recreate myself with that second chance. And it was like, there's so many, so many other stories I could tell you around that from like the boys made Facebook pages about me being a weirdo and, you know, I've, I lost a lot of friends. My goal this year is to reconnect with a lot of those guys, knowing what I know now. That's okay. so that's my twenty twenty goal. Hmm. So that's sort of a bit more about me. Man, yeah, I um I can completely relate because when it comes to the sports and you you become that thing, and you it's you're so committed to that, and you're that athlete, and it can be very lonely when you're away because all you do is train and then in your off time, you really, there's not a lot you can really do and it can be lonely. And the fact that you're in France, like where were you in France? Just North of Paris. Yeah, Paris. It, it, it can be a pretty lonely place. I mean, I, my, my ex partner, she was, she's from there and it's great when you know people, but if you can't speak the language, it's very lonely. So I can understand that. And it's we're that's the thing it's the the issue now is so many people are living this narrative for some something that they created that they feel is them they let it they let it dictate them they let it define them and it becomes such a problem for people because people are either afraid to leave that identity and start something new or they don't even know what it is they want they're doing things because of their parents or they're doing things because of peer pressure and it's, it's very, it's, it's tough to be able to, to be able to step outside of that and do something that isn't like everybody else. Right. And I can understand like it's once you have to integrate back into, into normal society, I, I went through the same thing when hockey ended, man, I did steroids my last year. I fucked up my, my body. I couldn't skate and pretty much that ended my career. I finished off the year, but then I was lost with the identity. Like, who am I now? Drugs, alcohol, trying to figure it out. And that's what we do in our twenties, but it doesn't, when we're 20, we think we're in this big hurry, right? Yeah. Like 2023, yeah. we think, Oh man, I got to have this by 25 and this and this. And that's all, that's all society. That's, that's this fucking construct that was designed to make us scared or whatever that is. Yeah. And, and yeah, man. And, and as you start to, I was just, when you were telling me that I was like thinking about my own life too. And I'm like, dude, I know exactly that feeling. <laughs> and you're trying to, you're trying to figure out what, what it is you actually are. Like what, 
what are you? And so many people go through these different, these different um, narratives in their life and they become that thing. And it becomes very difficult if that's not something that feels right in your soul. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and it gets, it's super, and, and that itself can cause so much mental problem, like so many things because you're not living your truth. Exactly. And you're, and you're, you, you know that deep down. And that, that's the, that's the, the sad, sad thing. It's like for us, and it's probably similar for you. Like when we leave school with, we're sort of made to believe we have two choices, right? It's either go become a tradie or become a blue collar worker yeah. or go to university. Mm-hmm. And none of those felt like me. <laughs> I was chasing the sport dream because I was like, maybe this is my ticket to not have to do either. And I know there's so many people, and especially men that I work with that have gone one or the other. And there's some aspects that we like about things and there's some that we don't. And we go, shit, if I'm not in this box and I'm not in that box, like where do I belong? Yeah. And none of us really go, like imagine if all more people started going, hold up, or if I don't belong in that box and that box, why don't I just create my own box? Because even, even then, like when we're trying to discover ourselves, we, ha- we feel like it has to be like the end thing. This is what it is and it's not going to change. Like I've decided I want to be a headset. And once I'm a headset, it's never going to change. It's like, you might then turn into AirPods after that. Like you're just yeah. going to constantly evolve. Like you have an, I have an idea of where I would like to get to as a man and as a, as a person, as a partner, all those aspects and a business owner. But I also know I'm more committed to the, the daily process and that might take a pivot or I might, because if I'm so set on becoming the headset or just becoming that yeah. version, when I get there, I'm like, it's not quite what I thought it might be. Then we go, who am I again? Yeah. Yeah. It's the journey. I, 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 yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta, the journey is the thing. Like what we're going through is the thing that we're going to learn from. Once you get to that thing, it's so, it's great to have the goals, but you have to be okay with, like you just said, when you got to pivot, that's all right. I know where I'm going and and there's no finish line in life. There's no finish line. So what hurry is there? Like, I'm going to do the best I can in this situation, get it done. And you know what? Shit's going to come at me today or tomorrow. And you got to be okay with that because that the shitty times that come at you, you know, the days where you're like, man, what the fuck is going on is just as important because it allows you to be human and realize, okay, well, something's that's all right. Like, that's okay. That's, that's what makes us appreciate the good things when things are bad. Right. Exactly. It's, it's part of the roller coaster of life, which is a beautiful, like the moment that you, I think it happens for a reason when like yesterday and last Friday, like I got so stressed with work and I was just like, man, what's going on? And then like, you obviously get so focused on the outcome you're trying to produce for that day. And then I take a moment, like whenever I'm stressed, I really go lucky. You need to just meditate or go for a walk or do something, but I'm so resistant to it. The moment that I do it and I give myself time to think, I'm like, bro, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, you've got some things you need to get done. It may not be working for you today. What, what could you shift your focus or energy to, to get yourself, you know, a, a result in a different area for that day. And like, can you catch it up? Like, obviously if there's no deadlines, but I'm like, it's like that. When I said I was 23, I thought I was old. No, no, I'm still so young. We're all still so young now. Yeah. So it's like, it's just one day, like just appreciate the fact that you get the opportunity. Like 
I get the opportunity to work on what I'm working on. So the moment I flip my perspective on it, I'm like, this is exciting, man. Yeah. Really, really exciting. And it's exciting to know that we don't, it, it's the unknown. It is. Life is unknown. We only know the now. We don't know. We're only basing the future on what the past was. Exactly. And it really, it's either, some people will get scared by that, but I think it's exciting. The unknown that is to come, if you're, the whole, tr the whole matter is the acceptance. If you can accept life, I know some people, I don't know if they'll, what I mean is like, you just have to be okay with the way things are. You want to, not like, oh, fuck everything. I'm just, everything's just going to go the way. That's not what I, I mean. Like, do your best in the moment to do the best that the things that align with you, but like be okay, the acceptance on how the outcome comes, right? 100%. That's what brings people so much depression is they're so caught up in, in, in getting the thing or like a finish line, like, Hey, you've made it. Welcome. You've made it. It's never going to be like that. Yeah. It's like that. That's exactly it. It's like the, for a lot of people, and just provide like not everyone's different. So this is, this is just, even from my own experience, when I was sort of like depressed or even when I get anxious, it's like I'm either focusing on the past and what I haven't achieved or what I could have done better. Yeah. I'm fearful of the future of like, am I going to have enough money? Is this going to get the result that I hope it does rather than going, well, one thing I can focus on as, as myself is like being certain. And it goes back to what you're saying and say, whatever's coming is coming. Right. But if I know full well that I'm cert like I'm so certain in myself that you could throw any question at me or I could walk out the out on the street and something could happen that I'm believe so confidently in myself that I will be able to handle whatever the fuck pops up yeah. in that current situation. I'm not gonna spend time stressing about like what what could happen when I walk out the door. I just know full well whatever it is, I'll deal with it when it arises. And that's you know one of the most important things that we, we do with the men at camp project is really trying to help men get to that point where they are so certain in themselves that, you know, they can just focus on the net, like the now or whatever it is that they're working towards that. they know whether it's good or bad, they're going to be able to overcome it. Mm. And it's not, it's going to be an instant overcoming as we wish it would be. Sometimes it takes weeks, years or whatever, like depending on the, the scenario, but you're going to overcome it. Mm. So you think back to when you were trying to find yourself after ice hockey like a lot of people think that's the end. And like in Australia, that's you know, the rugby league. There's, there's a lot of suicide from that, from the under 20s sort of competition. Cause they're like, well, I didn't make it. Life's not, not worth living, unfortunately. But the reality is, is like, if they were certain enough to know that I'm going to figure it out, I'm still young. I've got plenty of time. Yeah. You can start shifting your perspective on how you view things and building more resilience to overcome things and learn more about yourself. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very true, man. And it's, I've been thinking about it a lot lately too, about, you know, what that would look like working with athletes that didn't make it and need to integrate into society because it's a, it's an issue, man. It's a real issue that, that there's, everybody has the hopes to make it professional and whatever it is, but the reality yeah. is you may not, and that's okay, but you need to be ready to, you know, the world is going to kick your ass too. Right. So you got to be as much as you want to really focus on, you know, making it pro. And I believe that there's, there's always great things that come out of that. There needs to be 
I think there needs to be more help helping these, these young guys get into, because yeah. we're not taught back in the day. I mean, I'm 36. How old are you? 28. I'm 29. That's uh, two weeks, bro. Oh, so you're still, you're still a young buck. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I was, when I was in sports, no one talked about mindset, man. Nobody um, talked about, you know, like we had visualization and that kind of thing was kind of a little bit, but I still didn't understand it, but nobody talked about mindset, man. Nobody talked about, Hey, like this, this kind of stuff, this mental health. And like, there, there may be a chance that you, if you don't make it is, how are you going to do with that? How are you going to, how are you going to go about that? Are you, are you guys prepared? You girls, you guys for that, you know, because the way you're living life now as an athlete, you get all the stuff. People look after you. You don't have to worry about stuff. And then the real world hits and you're like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta go to work. I gotta pay bills. I gotta taxes. All this shit comes. And you're like, what? It's overwhelming. I was yeah. never taught that stuff. No, like it's, it's crazy. Right. So I, I think there needs to be more of that for the athlete to kind of prepare them. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. Like the, the NRL, so like the national rugby league yeah. over here, when they had their under twenties competition, like every, every end of season, you would see like in the paper, there'd be another player who's taken his life by suicide because of that. Like it's like the, the twenties for a lot of people. And I was, focused on that it's like once you're over 20 it's like and you haven't made it you're probably not going to make it yeah. and that's when the reality sinks in and there is no there it's getting better now but imagine if we could or if people were educating people on mindset to say exactly what you said but then also you know if you've achieved a high level of success already which is more than most people right the fact that you're an elite level athlete and you're being yeah. considered for potential pro yeah you've achieved a lot more than most 20 year olds right yeah but you can still reflect upon what you did to achieve that, like your work ethic, your sacrifice, your commitment in order to achieve that. And if you just said, if you found another area that you could, you enjoyed enough to then shift that skill set across or the, the same sort of habits, you could probably create a similar result in another area. It doesn't mean that you're, you're broken or it's not possible. Cause that's what I believed. I was like, yeah, same. What was the only thing I had? It was the only thing I ever excelled in. Yeah. So I I was like, oh man, I have no idea what's going to happen now because I didn't believe no one had ever once validated and said, look, you're smart or you're, you might be good at this. It was just sport. That was mm -hmm. all my environment told me. Mm -hmm. So if we had more people, you know, dabbling in that sort of, that sort of stuff and helping them understand, like that would be phenomenal. And I, something popped up for me before when you were saying the mindset stuff, like one thing I'm grateful for and I don't speak about often is like my mum used to make me practice what they call brain gym. Cool. And brain cool. gym was, she got the, got the technique because my brother has ADHD and it's more just about mental fitness and helping you understand and control your mind and exercises like that, right? So she started making me practice with my brother, which, you know, then turned into, I used to do it for my warming up, like my, uh, rituals before running, right? So it involved visualization, but it also involved like using uh, gym balls and like trying to have sort of obstacles getting in your way while you're still kind of trying to, uh, trying to control your thoughts and focus, mm -hmm. which, you know, every time I sort of talk about it, it clicks a little bit more just about how powerful that is. And, you know, because in life, like we're either having 
empowering or disempowering thoughts, right? And then life starts throwing shit at you, right? And you're like, whoa, whoa. And we start then listen, focusing more on the, most people were conditioned to focus on the disempowering ones is why we should sort of shrink back. Mm. But now that I, I sort of talk about it more, I'm like, even doing that exercise there was trying to get me to focus on the outcome that I wanted from the activity while having distractions coming, coming my way, mm. which that just popped in my head then. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's smart. I mean, those, those little things, right. I mean, it's, that's why gratitude has helped me so much practicing gratitude in my life as like the kind of what I do in the morning after meditation is because you're going to get a lot of negative energy at you. Right. And if you're not programmed in the morning as like second nature, then the default is always negative. And cause most people are negative. If everybody was walking around positive all day, it wouldn't be as important. Right. Like but the it's, it, yeah, it's, it's like, you got to set, you got to give yourself kind of like a boost, a head start you know, and whatever that looks like. Right. Uh, and I, I just find if I don't do that stuff, I become just like the rest. Ah, oh, fuck, you know, sucks. The weather sucks and all everything else, everyone else's fault and yep. no, no ownership, no accountability, just like, you know, it's victim to circumstances. And that's when shit just unravels. Yep. You know, when you're a victim like that and it's so important to be empowered, not be a victim. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so when you, when you think about it logically it seems so simple yeah the challenge comes when you're in the heat of the emotion and you're like because i still like we're both aware of it but there's times where i still catch myself being a victim and i'm like bro this is not gonna like regardless of whether i disagree i'm in you know it's my fault or not the moment that i just accept responsibility i can change it if i keep being the victim i'm just gonna hold on to that little teddy bear of, you know, why I can't afford this or why such and such doesn't like me or why that didn't go well. And it's like, yeah, it'd be nice and cozy, but fuck, it's not going to change the outcome. Yeah. And, and so many people are going through life doing that. And you're like, and you would see it as well. When you have conversations with people, you, you can see so much potential in people. Yeah. But then you see them holding onto that victim blanket and you're like, bro, oh, if you were to just let that go, man, Dude, you nailed it. Yeah, I just, fuck. I, that's so true, bro. That's such a good point. I see that all the time. And you're like, do you not see this in you? Like, do you not, you're just, you're, you're literally fucking yourself right now. Yeah. Like you, you have so much. And, you know, people used to say that to me for years too. And I never, you know, you just don't understand. You think, oh no, like, oh no, I'm not good enough. It's like, you are. You like you are. Everybody is the same. Everybody had the same start. Everyone just—it's a lot. What do you would you say would be? What would you say would be the number one thing that you see that holds people back? Because this is kind of what coming from where I say, and what I'm what I'm talking about is like I feel it's a lack of belief. Yeah, it, that's what I see as being the number one thing that stops people, or yeah, stops people from propelling forward with anything they do. It comes down to belief. What, what would you say? What is something that you come across working with men and, and, and usually is like the common denominator in, in this kind of thing? Yeah, I, I would say belief or self-worth essentially the same thing. They don't feel worthy of being able to achieve, like the value they have for themselves doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, or the belief they have for themselves doesn't exist. That is the, like, 
you could, that then stems into like their self-confidence and not having the confidence to do certain things in their life or uh, their self-esteem, right? And all those sorts of things. But the reality is for a lot of, and the reason why like we have such success with the blokes that come through our stuff is that we help them get so certain in themselves. Like I, I truly believe certainty will change the game for everyone. Yeah. Because in order to create certainty, you need to get a better understanding of who you are, like your, your strengths, your weaknesses, reflect on all the lessons that you can have from your fuck ups in the past. And you can then use that to propel yourself to the future, right? Or to where, wherever you want to get to. But it's because we're like, I don't believe I can do that. Or if I do that, someone might say this about me, or if I do this, I fail and you know, I lose everything and I've got to feed my kids, et cetera, et cetera. But rather than going, if I'm certain that I can achieve that outcome, awesome. But if it were to fail, I'm still certain that I'd be able to find whatever I need to do in order to keep the family afloat or need to ask that girl on a date or need to do all those sorts of things. Like we, you're exactly right. We've all had different upbringings and we obviously all have different views and experiences of how the world is, but we can create it to get the same outcome if we choose to. And we're not going to get to where we would love to get to. And that's different for everyone. But if it's, you know, the nice house and car and great relationships or whatever that looks like for you. Like your definition of success is different to mine, but I know that I'm not going to get there if I don't believe in myself to have the conversations that I need to have, to take the risks that I need to have, to back myself in the gym every single day, to wear nice clothes, to, to do all the things that I feel I need to do to show up as a man that I need to be. Mm. Right? Because people, when it goes back to who am I, well, the exciting thing is you get to decide who that is, mm. right? Yeah, absolutely. And when, when you decide, like, let's say who I want to be in five years time or what I feel I might like to be like, and then I get to establish where I am in regards to that, that's my direction and purpose for the next five years, right? Yeah. That makes me feel good. I've got something to wake up every day to work towards. And through that process, like we've spoken about earlier, you can go, oh, actually, maybe I don't like that aspect. I'm going to sort of pivot, but I still want to get towards where this guy is. But through that process of just focusing on the daily things, like the belief gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly what you said. It's like there's men that come from all walks of life. And I'm talking guys who are partners in the, the best law firms and multi, multi millionaires. And then there's 17 year old guys and they're all sitting in this room and whether they've got success in an area of their life or not, they're still coming in there and going, I don't feel confident in this area. And you just look at them and going, I would have never picked that. Yeah. That's so true, man. You see that a lot too. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's the, the, the lack of belief in people is, 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 is crazy. And then you see some people and you look at them, you're like, wow, I'm so impressed that you got there because you don't yeah. look at them. You'd be like, there's no way this person could do it. And it's so messed up. Cause yeah. that's our perspective. What are some things that, that you let's give a, the, the listeners a little bit of insight into the man that can, yep. like, what are some things that you do to help people install that belief? Like some, yep. maybe some takeaways that people could do on their own. Definitely. So the, the, the foundational stuff or the stuff that everyone can implement into their life is a few things that you've mentioned already. Like I call it a morning routine or, you know, everyone calls it a morning routine, but, getting some things in place that help you spend some time on yourself to get you to show up how you would like to for the day. Mm -hmm. Right. So gratitude is an awesome place because if you can bring yourself to being grateful for the fact that 
you know, I have a laptop and I can talk to you from the other side of the world. That makes me feel it's, good. For the it's day. amazing, isn't it? When you think about yeah. it. Like, Phenomenal. So I'll do my gratitudes. And then every morning I, I love today's in the take wake up, but get my coffee and I'll read, I read 10 pages because I like to experience growth because then I feel like I have more value to offer. Yeah. That just gets me in a good mind frame. And then I do meditation. Meditation for me is not about just trying to clear my mind. It's more like a, I go through what I need to get through for the day. And then I start thinking about how I need to show up in that moment to get the best result. So I, I feel a lot of people struggle, right? Where they go, use the gym, for example, you go into the gym, you're hitting a leg sash, you'll warm up your legs before your legs. You, you wouldn't just go in there and do a, a chest warm up for a leg session. It's not specific. Yeah. So if you know, for the day you've got, um, if you run your own business, you might have sales meeting or you might be doing a podcast. It's like you need to show up with a certain energy and, and certainty uh. around that. So I start going right over well, what works well for me at the moment. I always go back to thinking when I'm standing opposite my partner on the football field and my one goal, and this sounds really bad, but my goal is to make that person look like they've never played football before in their life. So that when I think about that, I'm, I feel so strong and so empowered. Yeah. That gets me in a state where I'm like, game on let's go yeah so so for people who are lacking self-worth or self-esteem or confidence or whatever or they just don't know where to go like create a routine that is starting to build you up for the day yeah it gives you a little bit of time to think about what you want from your because if you're intentional with every day over 365 days like your year is going to have a completely different outcome as if you just go through the motions so, so to, to put that in dot points, one would be start with some uh, gratitudes, set your intentions for the day and decide on an out or decide how you would like to show up in those moments in during the day. Okay. So let me just let, let's, let's, I like this cause I, I want to unpack this and I'm going to try this myself because nice. I, I like, I like what you said. I like to have, uh, what's that when we, you, you compare something to like, what's that called again? I forget. Comparison. When, when, you're no, comparing. But when, when you're, um, oh, there's a word for it. When you're like talking about, it's like when you go to the gym, you're not yep. going to warm up your biceps when you're going to do legs. Like I forget what that, anyway, there's like a, a thing. I know it's, I just had like a complete brain. Fart. We'll add it in soon. <laughs> I forget what it is. Like anyways. So I like the idea of, okay, so these are the things that are important today. So this, let me see if I got this right. So you get the intention, like, okay, I got to talk to these clients. So I want to be prepped. I want to, you know, you have the intentions and then what you set the intention to meditate on those things or do yeah. you specifically during you, you visualize during the meditation on those things? Because I yep. think this is really, this is really powerful at yes. really getting specific on where you're channeling your thoughts Yeah, because a lot of people will just like, I'll try and clear my mind. I'll say like, okay, I need clarity with this. And then I'll just completely clear my mind. But what you're saying is like, actually think about the things that you need yeah. to do that day. Cause I think that does create, well, for me anyway, once again, we're all different. And I think, you know, you go through ebbs and flows, but for me, it allows me to create clarity in my mind. Cause I focus on what I need to get the outcome or how I need to be. So everything else is, it's just like cutting the fat. Yeah. Right. We, we all get, life just gets busy and we're thinking, oh, if I do this, that will help me get the result. When in reality, like to get 
financially successful to get fit and healthy like there's some fundamental things that you just do daily that get the result all these fat blasters and crazy shit that's being sold is good marketing but it's not necessary yeah you know what i mean so for me it's like okay and i'll use a day for example like uh, yesterday i had had started the day with clients and i went into sales calls and then i went into uh catching up with my physio and then i was just working on my workbooks right so had to change the hat a few times so my intention with my clients is to get them an outcome right so in order for me to get that outcome. I want to be stern. I want to be strong, but I also want to be open-minded to listening to them so I can really hear what they're saying. So in order to get to that point, I go, right. And my intention is to, to show up like that. I don't want to just be telling them exactly what to do. That's not serving them. Mm. Right. So I, I think about, okay, how would I be in that scenario to give them the best result? Okay. Cause oh, okay. I, I do have, I do have a habit of talking too much. Right. And then when I go into my sales calls, like I know I have to, I have to be confident that what I am selling is going to give them the result because my, one of my biggest downfalls is asking for the sale. Yeah. I go all weird about it. I don't know why, but I do. So knowing that it's like, I'll, I trust I'm myself the through the whole, whole process. What I really need to be intentional on, on this call is asking for the bloody sale. Yeah. So I'll do that before. And I'm like, right. I, I know I do. I have sticky notes just going ask for the fucking sale, man, ask for the sale. I get myself in that frame of mind mm-hmm. and nothing else that I have on the day matters. So my intention is that yeah. then I go to the physio. I say physio, I just want to get fixed and have a bit of a laugh. So my intention is just to not go in there thinking about work because then I'm not being present. I'm like, cause I have a habit as well of going into the physio and they're like, how are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm so stressed out about this. I'm like, why would you want to treat me when I'm constantly stressed? I'm like, I can, I can deal with that shortly. My intention is to go in there and have a good 45 minute session with my physio and a bit of a laugh and just chill. Mm. And then I go into the office for work after and I'm like, right. Well, my intention for this is to get 20 pages done on my workbook. How do I need to be for that? I like to put in some music that makes me actually feel. And then I just get in the zone of what my outcomes are for the, the journey. I want to take the guys on through this workbook. So everything else, notifications go off. I'm thinking about what I'm doing for dinner. I don't have to be that same sort of stern person that I need to be when I'm making sales calls. When I'm the thing, I just got to be like the creative, happy version of myself. Like, oh, the happy, like more free flying version. So you set those intentions and then you start meditating on that. Okay. So you've kind of, you've kind of said, all right, all right, brain, here's what, here's what today's focuses are. Here's the intentions. I put it out there. Now you let it marinate and let, let the subconscious mind do its thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it because that's something that I probably don't do enough of. And I'm sure a lot of people don't is, is to actually say to yourself, what is important for that day and then sit on it. And, and I think you get a lot more clarity that way. You, yeah. And I, I, I think that's great. Any, any tools like that, I love to hear because I, it's always fun to try different things because we all want to be better, right? We yeah. all want to be able to level up and, and to take these different things. And, you know, some things may work for others. Some don't, some people can't sit still. They don't yeah. like to, but I say, well, you're the one that probably needs to then because yeah, exactly. it's important to sit still. I agree that I was that guy who couldn't sit still. My coach, yeah. I'd be four years ago. Now he was the one who made me learn to meditate. He's like, bro, 
got to do it. So I, every day for three weeks, and it was about three weeks in where it just the penny dropped, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." So now I, I believe in sitting still and trying to understand what's going on. It's the best. It's the best, man. Yeah, dude, this is this is great, man. You, a lot of good value, and I can see why you're successful. It's a lot. At the end of the day, I feel like even going back to the coaches that I liked and, and I, I think it's all relatability and trust. It's like you, you have to, you have to connect with a person for them. You don't, you don't want to give your money and, and, and expect the results. And I feel like at the end of the day, that's, that's what it is. It's the human. If you can connect with the human on a level that they can see themselves in the vision with you. And I, I, I believe that's, that's the thing, right? Because if they don't believe, if you don't believe, then nothing's going to happen. 100%. So it's, there's so many coaches out there, but like, but that's also not a reason to not be a coach. Coaching's great, but you have to, you know, have your, like you said, have an intention on, you're not going to have everybody. Not everybody's going to, going to, going to buy, going to buy into you. And that's good because the people that you do get are going to be ones that, that love you and, and, and you're going to be able to get results for, right? Is, and like my, my company will max work with 500 people this year. Yeah. That's people, you need to have the abundance mindset. There's like 7 billion people out there that need support and help. And yeah. there's a lot of people who would, who would probably listen to this and go, Lockie is an absolute wanker. And there'll be some people who think the opposite. And I'm okay with that. Like, Same with here. me, man. People probably think the shit I say is fucked too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. We, we, you you don't want to work with everyone. I, you just want to find the people that you're like. For me, it's like if I would have a beer with you, then yeah, I would, I would work with you. Otherwise, it's just painful, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Where uh, where can everybody check you out? Find out more about you, mate. On uh, I got the website, the man that can dot com, and then uh, my Instagram is probably the most the the platform that I'm busiest on, which is Lachlan Stewart or the man that can project as well. So two two pages awesome man i just i didn't realize i i don't know how i didn't have you i I wasn't following you yet i know i had you on facebook then i I went to see and i was like shit i just i haven't been following this whole time so now i just started following you (laughs) i'm like what the fuck what an asshole (laughs) i didn't even mean to do that right but no now i'm 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 glad because i'm on instagram a lot too bro so yeah awesome Awesome, dude this has been great bro i really appreciate it likewise man it's a it's awesome to connect again it's been years so yeah I'm excited for it. I'm really, mate, it's so good to see everything that you're achieving because you're crushing it and your, your podcast is fucking phenomenal. Okay. Thanks, man. Spreading and you're getting some good guests and having some great conversations. So that's awesome to see. Thanks, man. It's been, it's been quite the journey. I, I just, I'm so grateful for it, man. It, was like, it just helped me in so many ways. I, I just can't, can't even fathom. I can't even put words together sometimes about how much it's helped me. And to be able to connect with some of the people I connect with, it's just like, what the fuck, man? Like, it's, I don't know. I'm still, I'm just so humbled by it, man. I'm so grateful. It's, yeah. You know, I never want to get to the point where I'm like, I feel like I'm too good or too like yeah. something, you know, cause it's, it can get, you can get like that sometimes too good to talk to some people and not, you know, yeah. and I just don't want to be ever be like that. And I guess that's, that's kind of the challenge sometimes, but you know, it's and also when you're pumping out a lot of episodes, you know, I want to put all my energy into, into the guests and sometimes it can be draining because you, you know, like four episodes in a day, sometimes I do. And I'm like, fuck, like it's, it can be challenging, but it's all worth it, man. 
it's all what do you what do you do just quickly to sort of recharge for yourself because i'm always interested in how people recharge (sighs) yeah you know so a lot of times i'll have like a heavy week and then i'll have like a lighter week so there's been like weeks where i've done eight or ten episodes and yeah it's a lot so i try and have a little an hour in between i used to do back to back and i just i i've realized too that i gotta cut back on coffee because i hit the (laughs) threshold where it actually makes me feel worse and shitty so i'm at the point where i'm like i have to time my coffees like i had one i had a small one today i got up super early went to the gym at like 6 30 i went to yoga and i had a little bit of coffee and then I was waiting to have my bulletproof to right before the, the, the call, just so that I was like charged. But then if I was to, I, it'll just, it drains my adrenals if I have too many. So yeah. when I went off coffee for about seven months, it's amazing how different my perspective is on life. I don't get cranky. I get, you don't get really? that initial, like real, like fucking drive you get from coffee with tea, but tea will just, I'm just, it's a different feeling, man. It's like, you don't, you don't crash. And this is just for me, I've noticed. And I'm like, that's where the point I'm like, all right, there's a, there's a bit of an issue here. If I really have to watch how much coffee I drink, because it can like take me down these like weird mood roads. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I've had to, if you ask how I recharge, I kind of have to be smart with how I go about my, my day. And I don't like to eat a whole lot while, you know, I like to do a bit of fasting in between and you want to be as high vibe as possible. And, and just, you know, I try and get primed up the best I can. And I mean, the same with you, if you're coaching, right, you want to be primed, you want people to have your best. Yeah. hundred percent. And it can be tough sometimes. Right. Bloody oath, man. Bloody oath. Fuck. I haven't heard that. I miss, I miss, <laughs> your, country, bro. I miss your country. Well, brother, I appreciate it. I'll always end off with this one question. What is one lesson that adversity has taught you? Oh. Yeah, the easy one at the end, bro. Talk about needing to recharge for this one. One question that adversity is just, it's probably how much potential we all have because I, I, if I were to reflect on all the adversity and I still couldn't believe that I've overcome every single time, but then when I look back, I'm like, that was simple. But you don't, I don't take for granted the adversity I've overcome. So I just think it's the, the untapped potential that we have if we're willing to want to break through it and, and overcome it awesome bro dude so you're gonna start firing up your podcast too we forgot to talk about that yeah bro you're doing it for a while now right you gotta yeah i've been dropping episodes since 2017 man All so right. i've got about 180 odd episodes oh that's um, huge man yeah so every now and then i have guests on but a lot of the time it's just me sharing it's almost yeah. like a little note diary right? that's just good. documenting yeah yeah understanding cool. for the day so it's something that I've literally just, it's in my marketing plan this year is to drop it out every sort of week or two that there is a podcast there. A lot of the lads love it. So I'm trying yeah. to put out a bit more. Awesome, man. Well, I'll have everything in the show notes for everybody to come check out all your stuff. And I encourage you guys to, to check out his podcast because I haven't checked it out yet. I didn't even know, man, because I didn't, I got to go look at it. I, I don't, it's, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't, no, now, I, now people are going to check it out. Bro. But yeah. Uh, Anyways, brother, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Likewise, my man. Thank you, everybody. Please subscribe. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Share this in a story. Share it with a friend. Let's get this to people you know. I love the story of of Lockie and talking about what he's doing. He's got a great cause and it's super powerful. So build the awareness. Share this. Do what you can. 
Love and appreciate you guys. Catch you next time. <laughs>